Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. So Father, I give you praise, I give you honor. Take all the glory, even as you witness this service with your presence and as you visit with your unusual presence. Father, we know that there are many needs and questions in the hearts of many, but in your presence there are always solutions. So Father, today visit us with your solutions in the name of Jesus. Visit us with your answers in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name we pray. Um, Psalm 46. Psalm 46, I'll read um, the entire chapter. Psalm 46 from verse 1. It says, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, Though its waters roar and be troubled, and though the mountains shake what is swelling thereof, said there is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. Verse 6 The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spears in two. He burns the chariots in the fire. Ten, be still and know that I am God. Hallelujah. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Glory be to God in the highest. Verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength. At a time like this more than ever, I think it's time to begin to understand and know where our refuge lies. The psalmist, the sons of Korah, were writing this apparently at a time of big trouble. And they were assuring themselves, maintaining their faith, that God is our refuge. God is our refuge. So what you think and what you say at a time like this is very important. It will determine exactly where you land. For us, covenant children of God, more than ever, God indeed is our refuge. No matter the depth of your fear, what the Bible is saying here is that God remains our refuge. And the only way to bring the word of God to bear in your situation and life is by believing it and speaking it. The truth is that what you don't believe, you don't ever get to speak. So here he says God is our refuge. What does that mean? God is our shelter. Glory be to God in the highest. God is our place of safety and protection. In other words, God is our security. I mean, if anybody does not believe that, I wonder what you want to believe right now in the situation we find ourselves. 
You just have to believe that God will keep you. Glory be to God in the highest. And more so for covenant children of God. You just have to believe. You have no other choice. You have to believe that God will keep you and he will keep you. He's a faithful God. So he says, and I looked at this word again closely in the Strong's. He says, this word is used of God as a shelter and protection for his people. Then I remember in Psalm 3, in verse 3, David was writing. David was, I said, God, you are my shield. That's what we're saying. You are my shield. You are my glory, the lifter of my head. Until you begin to see God as your shield, you will be afraid. Until you begin to see God as your shield, you'll be paralyzed with fear. So he says, God is our refuge, is our strength. Psalm 61, as a matter of fact, from verse 1, it says, Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayers. From the ends of the earth, I will cry to you. And when my heart is overwhelmed, I mean, you, you talk of hearts being overwhelmed today. And when my heart is overwhelmed, say, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That's what I'm saying. We've come to a point on earth where we know that there is one higher than man. A lot of secular humanism will tell you that, come on, there's no God. That human beings are God to themselves. Oh, I wonder why human beings cannot quickly deliver himself from just this little virus. But God's mercy is beginning to see us through, and it will see us through in Jesus' name. So he said, and when my heart is overwhelmed, please lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So no matter how overwhelmed your heart may be today, there is a rock that is higher. There is a rock that when we run to, we are sure of safety. That was what the psalmist is saying here. Is a refuge, enough to protect us, enough to secure us. Then the second thing is he's there. He said, the God is my refuge and my strength. Glory be to God in the highest. Again, I look at that closely. I think if we need strength, if anybody needs strength, I think it is now. You need strength to continue with all your seeing and all your hearing and all that you, I mean, and all the protection gadget and things that you have to put in place. If anybody needs strength, I think it is now. But you see, God himself is our strength, is our covenant strength. Uh, Proverbs 18.10 says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Strength there actually is a tower. I mean what I can depend on. Something 7 verse 1 said, God is my light and my salvation. He's the strength of my life. So God is not just my refuge. He is my strength. The name of the Lord is a strong time, and the righteous run therein. There's always a place for us to run therein. So what am I saying today? I'm reminding you that you are never alone. You are never destitute. There is a city of refuge. There is a place of refuge. Psalm 91 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There is a shadow for you to hide under. And that's what we are stressing today by the grace of God. And that scripture, Isaiah chapter 12, in verses 2 and 3, there was Isaiah talking. And he says, Behold, God is salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. And that's what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, until you begin to realize and you begin to focus on the fact of the word of God or the truth of the word of God, your heart will fail you. It says, it's my salvation. Say, I will trust and not be afraid. I will trust and not be afraid. It says, for Jehovah, the Lord, is my strength and my song. Glory be to God in the highest. He has become my salvation. How will he become your salvation? By trusting. 
How become your salvation? By declaring. How become your salvation? By believing enough to declare it with your mouth in the face of the problem. Why are you talking this way, Pastor Tyro? Because, no, the reality of the moment calls for what I'm saying by the grace of God. And what I'm saying, I'm saying to the intent that you should not be afraid. Job 3.25, you know what Job said? He said, the things I greatly feared has come upon me. The dangerous thing about fear is that when you fear something, you attract it. I'm not belittling fear as it were. I'll still talk on that in a minute. And that's what we're stressing today. And if you look at that scripture, it says, he has also become my salvation. The next verse said, so with joy, I will draw water out of the world of salvation. So with joy, we can overcome this in the name of Jesus. What are the factors that will give us this joy? Knowing fully well that God will not fail. He's our security. He's our refuge. He's our fortress. He's the strength of our lives. Even when everything about us is failing, he does not fail. Glory be to God in the highest. And so with joy, we draw water out of the world of salvation. Glory be to God. Is someone so afraid that you are not joyful today? Don't let the devil rob you of your joy. The joy of the Lord indeed is our strength. Remember, God is our refuge and our strength. The next line says, a very present help in trouble. Glory be to God in the highest. God is a very present help in trouble. A very present help in trouble. A very present help in trouble. Take it literally. That means that in the face of the trouble, he's present to help you. What do you say to that? That's exactly what he's saying. It's not the kind of help that says, sorry, I'll be there next year. Even when he says I'll be there next year, it's because he's taking care of it from today. Remember when they went to Jesus, uh, Mary and Martha, so scared of the illness of their brother, they sent to him, said, the one you loved is dangerously ill. And they sounded so much like, if you don't come on time, he will die. The Bible said that Jesus sent them back and remained there with his disciples for three more days. Then later he said to his disciples, he said, let us go. So um, we go wake him up. And by the time he got there, of course, you know, what had happened. He had passed on. The mourners were gathered. And when they would ask the question, uh, uh, when he, he would ask the question from the sisters, do you think your brother will leave? They say, yes, at the resurrection. No. So even when he seemed like he's, he's too late, he's never late. He will see you through in the name of Jesus. So what I'm saying that is a very present help in the time of trouble. I was looking at the commentary of Jack Hayford on this matter. You know what he said? He said, what literally was being said is this. It's a help that is highly dependable. Or put it another way, it's a proven help that is dependable. Tried in time past and found to be faithful. He's done it six times before. He will do it a seventh time. So we have no fear putting our trust in him. So in this time, thank God for all the government is saying. Thank God for what the experts is saying. We are going to adhere by them. But in addition to that, do not fear. Now, look at what the Bible now says, the next line. It says, God is my refuge and my strength. A very present help in trouble, verse 2. It says, therefore, we will not fear. Fear. Is somebody hearing me? Therefore, we will not. Why won't we fear? Because God is a refuge. 
Why? Because God is our strength. Why? Because God is a very present help, even in the time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Say with me, say, I will not fear. Say it again. I will not fear. Say it one more time. I will not fear. Glory be to God in the highest. Remember, what you fear, you attract. Now, that's not to belittle fear. And when I say, I will not fear, that does not mean too that I should be dumb. In fact, I wrote some things down. Let me just quickly pick it. See, the fact that I will not fear does not mean that I will be reckless. The fact that I'm not, I will not fear does not mean that I will be careless. The fact that I will not fear does not mean that I will be dumb. Glory be to God in the highest. What I was just trying to say is that I will still maintain my mind, the soundness of my mind, to be able to make meaningful decisions. Because why? Fear cripples. Now, talking about fear, quickly. Remember the story of Jehoshaphat? The king did everything right. There was peace in the land. There was progress. There was prosperity. But then there was envy. Typically, the natural life. So kings, adjoining kings, came together in a confederacy against him. And he didn't know. He thought everybody was happy with him. Until some ran, some servant ran to him to say, Sir, we're in trouble. We are being besieged and we are surrounded by a strong force comprising of so, so, so many nations of armies. The Bible says the first emotion that he manifested, I'm talking of Jehoshaphat the king, in verse 3, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, he feared. You see what I mean? He feared. So why am I saying this? Fear is natural. Fear is natural. Every living thing is subject to fear at one time or the other. So he feared. But what I'm saying is this. Don't stay there. Don't get stuck on fear. Glory be to God in the highest. So what did he do? The Bible said he set himself to seek the face of the Lord. Remember? He heard the news. And now realizing what was happening, which was a reality, he feared. But then he could make a meaningful decision to seek the face of the Lord. He ordered everybody, everybody, from the youngest to the oldest in the nation, to come together to lift up their petitions before the Lord. And they were there crying from the morning. And one of the things he said, particularly, was that, hey, this is a strong force. We don't have what it takes to confront them. He said the second thing in his petition to God as a king. He said, we don't even know what to do. Does that sound like coronavirus? All of a sudden, he came so strongly and the best of brains on earth became confused. The strongest of governments became confused. The strongest of armies became helpless. So humanity came to that same junction where this is a strong force. We don't have the strength against them. We don't know what to do. If we have no what to do, if we had no what to do from the first day by now, the, I mean, the lockdown that the entire earth is, so, is going through will never have happened. So that was where I found myself. Was it right for him to be afraid? No, you advise me if there's any other way. 
Of course, he was afraid. But it would be wrong to allow fear to take charge and control of your life. That's what we're saying. Now, see how God answered him. Glory be to God in the highest. Verse 3, he was afraid. Verse 15 to 17, see God answering him. Because the Bible said, after a while, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, I mean, right in the midst of the crowd of the people, and God began to speak in a prophecy to them. So 15. And he said, listen, all you Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you king Jehoshaphat, you see, when you talk to God, he will answer you. When you cry out to God, he will incline to you. Glory be to God in the highest. So say, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. Now, look at me. He said, the Bible said, he was afraid. Then he saw the Lord. Then the opening statement of God's response to him was, do not be afraid. I say to someone listening across the air today, do not be afraid. Did you hear me? Do not be afraid. God is your refuge. God is your strength. God is a very present help in time of trouble. God said to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed. So I said to Nigeria, I said, do not be afraid. I said, do not be dismayed. I see it in any nation where you are turning in. I said, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Hallelujah. Let me continue what God said to him. Say, of this great multitude. Say, for the battle is not yours. Glory be to God in the highest. But God's. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Why will it be God's? Because you have run to him for security. You have run to him for refuge. You have run to him for strength. And he's out to help you. He will fight your battle. You will hold your peace. In the name of Jesus. Verse 17. But look at what happened. To butter the fact that being not afraid and of course shunning fear does not mean that we are reckless. Yes, he said, but tomorrow. Verse 16. Tomorrow. He said, go down against them. Hello? So, what does it mean not to be afraid? It doesn't mean that I'll just fold my arm and say, don't say that, say that. No. He said, tomorrow, go down against them. Do the needful. Do what you must do. Prevent the devil. Do everything that is possible. Today, the experts are saying, maintain a high level of hygiene. Today, the experts are saying, wash your hands constantly. Today, the experts are saying, be careful of surfaces. Don't just touch surfaces anywhere. I mean, maintain social distance. If, if it's possible, if you don't have to go out, don't go out. Avoid unnecessary contacts. So the instructions are still there. Tomorrow, go down. So you do the needful. But you see what? Do not be afraid. So, and he told them what to do. You go to them and do this and do this. And they said, at the end of it, you shall have bowed in worship. Can I tell you this? The heart that is saved from fear, the heart that is truly trusting God, we get to a place in the face of the battle where what you do will be worship. Appreciating the faithfulness of God, knowing that he who has spoken will never fail you. Please hear me. He will never fail you. You see, your courage is probably what we need to save your entire family. And as a leader in your home, whether you are the father, the mother, or even a, a child, 
you can take the leadership role. What leadership? Encourage people. Get them to do the needful, but tell them to show no fear. Demonstrate it. Remember David? When Saul was in the battlefront, even the king feared to the extent that he became crippled. That's the thing about fear. It can cripple. It can cripple you out of your purpose. It can even lead to death without the enemy striking. The king would look for where to hide. The moment Goliath will appear, the king will disappear. The entire army will dog and look for where to hide. Thank God. David was sent on an error. He entered and saw where the entire army of Israel were docking. And he just couldn't believe it. Started asking questions. The way I'm going is this. One person came into the camp who took fear by the horns. Goliath was a giant. Never lost a battle. The champion of the Philistines. Everybody was talking. But David thought, no, no, no. He's blaspheming. He's coming against the living God. The covenant God of Israel said, this guy is dead. So he faced him. His own brother tried to stop him. Yeah. The, uh, the entire people in the army tried to stop him. Remember, he was not even qualified. But when they brought him to the king, I would never forget the statement in the Bible. The first thing he said to the king, said, let no man's heart fail him. He dealt with fear. But there was a war going on. Somebody must confront the matter. So that's why I say fearlessness does not mean that we are reckless or we are careless. So the king said to him, you are a youth. You have no experience. But this man has been a warrior from his youth. And he was right. But hear what he said to the king. Your servant fought the lion, fought the bear. I will go and fight him. Now get what I'm saying. Because he looked fair in the face. He was able to confront the enemy. If we are going to confront this enemy accurately and correctly and put him where he belongs, we need to trust God. We need to do the needful. We need to wage the war that we are waging right now. But in addition, we need to shun fear. Glory be to God in the highest. I said, glory be to God in the highest. So he said, therefore, we will not fear. Let me still talk a little bit about this fear. Like I rightly said, it's an emotion. It's an emotion that will trigger a response. Some say there are four, but there are two major responses. Is that you fight or you flee? And that's why psychologists have come to tell us that fear is a defense mechanism. Well, you can't take it, you run because you don't want to get killed. But if you know that no matter how you run, he's coming after you, then you turn around and face him. And then you fight. What we're seeing right now is that the best way to fight is to fight through God. Hello? The experts are praying. We are praying. And we are saying, we will overcome this in the name of Jesus. This will not overrun us in Jesus' name. Obey the instructions of the government and the experts. But please do not fear. So let me get back into the scripture that we started from. Hallelujah. So therefore we will not fear. And when he was saying that, he said, if though the earth be removed, glory be to God in the highest. 
And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling thereof, see, there's a river. Glory be to God. No matter the chaos outside, there is a place of peace. That's what he's still saying. There is a place of peace. There's a place of deliverance. If I read a commentary that says that if the pillars of the earth were to fall off and the earth starts to stumble, if the mountains are getting skipped and getting pulled up from the root and they are flying in the air and landing in the sea, if the waters begin to boil out, he said, uh-uh, I will not fear. Where? Why? Because God is my refuge. God is my fortress. Hallelujah. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And so, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I want to put it to you today that to have help. Jesus made it clear in the New Testament. He said, I will send you the helper and I will not leave you as a destitute. So in your isolation, you are not alone. In your quarantine quarters, you are not alone. You are coming out stronger in the name of Jesus. We find it in the story of David, in the story of Jehoshaphat. The same people who were afraid and for 40 days and 40 nights they were shivering, they came out jubilating and singing, dancing into the city. So much so that the women could not contain themselves, they started singing and hailing David more than the king. Of course, that created another problem. I want to put it to you in the name of Jesus that this time will pass. We will overcome in the name of Jesus. And we'll be better off than where we started in Jesus' name. At least we'll be more knowledgeable. We'll be more prepared. Glory be. And of course, our confidence in the Lord will have been strengthened more than before. So it's going to be better off for us in Jesus' name. So if anything, all things are working together for our good. Hear me one more time. Do not fear. How did the story end with Jehoshaphat? Jehoshaphat came the following morning following the instructions of God. That's why I say you must do the needful in the name of Jesus. Then he instructed the people. He said, let the singers go ahead. And as they began to sing, please, you'll agree with me that you cannot be afraid and be singing. Fear doesn't sing. Fear moans. Fear weeps. Fear cries. But that morning he said, we are going to sing. We are going to war singing. So I want to challenge you in the name of Jesus. Do not fear. Put a new song in your mouth. Demonstrate your confidence in the Lord. Remember, keep the instructions. Because tomorrow, still go against them. But keep singing. Glory be to God in the highest. And as they went singing, and what they singing? For the Lord is good and his mercy is in your forever. Indeed, his mercy is in your forever. Indeed, his mercy is in your forever. And as they went singing, the Bible says, the, far, the army that came against them became self-destruct. I, I, I sincerely emphasize the same thing in this battle, in the name of Jesus. The formidable army that has come against us will be self-destruct in Jesus' name. And we are coming out fine in the name of Jesus. Be confident and be assured that he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Do not fear. Keep instructions. Follow all the guidelines. Do not fear. And what next happened? The Bible says, well, they stood on the top of the mountain watching the camp of the enemy. By the time they 
feed the street themselves. They descended and turning them one by one, they saw them with all their investments. They saw them with all their wealth. You know, I was wondering why would we be going to war and carrying everything you have in life? I guess because they were so confident that they will conquer and they will be the occupying army. So they will be the early investors, as it were. But they made a mistake. Glory be to God in the highest. So the ones that were besieged, the ones that were caged in, the ones that were fearful some days before, became the richest on the spot. Became the happiest on the spot. Became the healthiest on the spot. I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus. You are coming out of all this stronger in Jesus' name. Nigeria is coming out of all this stronger in the name of Jesus. Our governments are coming out of all this stronger in the name of Jesus. Of course, the church is coming out of all this stronger in the name of Jesus. What the devil intended for evil will be our own glory and our own songs of victory in Jesus' name. So in closing, I just want to remind you again of our scripture for the year. God is so prophetic. Psalm 40. I think verse 3. Say so he's put a new song in my mouth. I mean, I was thinking over it again some days ago, and I said, wow, nobody knew that we'd come to this time. And I almost, when I read it, I said, is this what God is telling us? I tried to run from it, but then, he said, he has delivered me from a horrible pit. And has put a new song in my mouth. In fact, from verse 1 of Psalm 40. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined to me. That's what I'm saying. That's what Joseph did. That's what David meant when he said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Even when I walk through the shadow, the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear. No evil. Hallelujah. So he inclined to me. I waited on him. He inclined to me. He heard my cry. And he also brought me up out of a horrible pit. We are coming out of this horrible pit in Jesus' name. I said Nigeria is coming out in Jesus' name. Nigeria is not only shielded, it's coming out in the name of Jesus. The whole world is coming out of this horrible pit in the name of Jesus. And anywhere you may be, he's shielding you. It's your shield. It's your glory. It's the lifter of your head. He has not gone to bed yet. We've never read where he went to bed. He's not going to go to bed on your own occasion, on your own situation in the name of Jesus. He that saw them through in time past, he's still doing the same thing today. He will see you through in the name of Jesus. Put your trust in. So he said, he saved me from a horrible pit and then pulled me out of the miry clay, set my feet on the solid ground to stand. And then he establishes my going. I see the Lord delivering us from the horrible pit and establishing our going in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We worship you, we adore you. We magnify your holy name. Say to yourself again, I will not fear. Say it again, say it again. Say, it. say I will not fear. Say in the name of Jesus, I will not fear. Glory be to God in the highest. Second Timothy uh, chapter 1 verse 7. Say God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Can you see that? Fear never allows for sound mind. You need the soundness of your mind to forge ahead. Father, we worship you. Father, we adore you. Father, we magnify your name. Indeed, there is no one like you. And no one can do us like you.
if anything this is for the family the fact that you reign eternally and you are the, indeed the most merciful you will never leave us to our own failures we worship you we adore you even as we begin to see a drastic turnaround in the war situation concerning this matter in the name of Jesus indeed our eyes are on you we trust you you have never failed before you are not just about to fail take all the glory in Jesus name we pray we know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you.